is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Did you know that research shows that more Americans search the word church around Easter time than any other time of year? Yes, go and find your Easter service. But the team at Talk About, the Iwana product that brings digital content to families so they can practice discipleship at home together, wants to help you find more than just a great church to attend on Easter Sunday this year. They want you to find time to really center your family around the meaning and miracle of Christ's resurrection. At TalkAboutDiscipleship.com, you will find free resources to help you and your crew walk through Holy Week together with family activities, prayer ideas, and scriptures you can learn to deepen your understanding while having fun every day from Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday. And spoiler alert, there may or may not be donuts involved. Yum! Go to TalkAboutDiscipleship.com to download your free Holy Week Family Guide and talk faith with your family this spring. That is TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. If you know much about my story, you'll have heard me mention how hard the first few years of marriage were for Shay and I. I actually go into a lot of detail about it in my interview with Shay from the first season, if you haven't listened. Anyway, it wasn't exactly an easy time. I felt like I had somehow been thrown into a city and a life I never asked for. Coupled with a husband who was gone over 250 days the first year and a newborn, I was doing all I could to keep my head above water and just survive. Marriage in the early years is its own transition. You're learning the deepest parts of your spouse, seeing them from every side, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're trying to figure out how to live together, how to communicate with each other, and honestly, sometimes you're wondering who the heck you just signed up to spend the rest of your life with. If you're married, you probably remember. And if you aren't married yet, just remember that it's a growing season. Anyway, a part of the struggle I lived with was this. What am I doing here? I remember long walks on the phone with my sister-in-law, Erica. She was so patient as I spent minutes reflecting on my circumstances and my feelings. I had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to consider this foreign new place that I found myself in. And that's really how it felt to me, foreign. At some point, I stopped talking long enough for Erica to say something that I'll never forget. She told me, maybe you're there to be a light in the dark. The fact of the matter is, I knew that's exactly how God worked, at least in the Bible, through the unexpected, with unexpected people. Of course, this was well before I had begun studying the Bible and seeing its relevance in my own life. So when she said this, I couldn't exactly argue with her. I knew she could be right. But to me, it felt highly unlikely. Or I should say, God using me felt highly unlikely. So. I tucked this possibility in the very back of my mind, but continued to look for more likely answers. As I searched for clarity on why God plopped me in the middle of this town and into a world of affluence and industry, I somehow began to shift my why over to Shay. Why isn't my husband doing more for Christ, I thought. I'm just a soft-spoken 26-year-old who grew up barefoot in a town too small for a stoplight. 
My husband, I thought to myself, was the one with the gift. He had an anointed voice and a huge platform. I would even think back to the times I had begged God to give me a voice for singing, promising if he did, I'd use my voice for him. But I wasn't a singer. I had married one instead. (laughs) So there I was, trying to fit my husband into the belief I had created, shifting focus from what am I doing here to what is my husband doing here? I just felt like the tag-along. And to be honest, it just felt safer to consider that God wanted to use my husband rather than myself. After all, he met more of the obvious qualifications. With these thoughts on the back burner of my mind, we trucked ahead in our first couple of years. In retrospect, some of our fights probably had a lot to do with me trying to project God's calling for me onto Shay because I truly felt unqualified to be used. At some point, I even remember thinking Shay should be singing Christian music. It took years and a lot of maturing to adjust my perspective. I remember having a conversation one day with a dear friend who used to be a singer in the industry. God had called her out of it for a time, and though it broke her heart, she obeyed. As we talked about how God works in mysterious ways, she would reference Shay and how much of an opportunity he had to be a light in the dark. Trust me when I tell you there's a lot of dark in the music entertainment industry. Not to say that it's all bad, not at all. But there's definitely a lot of places that could use the love and light of Jesus. I began reflecting on this and my heart began to change. I stopped feeling sad that Shay wasn't out there singing gospel music. (laughs) After all, God gave him his voice and God could use him anywhere he wanted with that voice. Into the darkest cities and the darkest environments. A light in the dark, like Daniel in the Bible. I love the book of Daniel. The story of his life is rich with wisdom and lessons to glean from. Daniel's most famous story, however, was the time he is thrown into the lion's den. I'll give a quick refresher in case you've forgotten the context of the time. During Daniel's life, Jerusalem was captured and destroyed. Some of the surviving Jews were taken hostage and exiled to Babylon to be trained for the king's palace. Daniel was one of the young men taken into this foreign land. Time and time again, he proved himself loyal to God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because of this, there was much favor on Daniel in the king's court. This led us up to the next trial he was put through. Hey guys, I just wanted to stop and take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors. Imagine what you could learn by spending every day for a year on a psychiatrist's couch. In the pages of Change Your Brain Every Day, you will get a year's worth of life-changing daily wisdom from Dr. Amen, one of the world's most prominent psychiatrists. In Change Your Brain Every Day, psychiatrist and clinical neuroscientist Daniel Amen, MD, draws on over 40 years clinical practice with tens of thousands of patients to give you the most effective daily habits that he has seen that help improve your brain, master your mind, boost your memory, and make you feel happier, healthier, and more connected to those you love. Incorporating Dr. Amen's tiny habits and practices over the course of a year will help you create an ongoing sense of purpose in a way that informs your daily actions. Manage your mind to support your happiness. 
inner peace and success. Today is the day to start changing the trajectory of your life, one tiny step at a time. Visit changeyourbrainbook.com to learn more. And now back to our show. I'll begin reading in Daniel 6, verses 1 through 28. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces, and he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all of the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then, the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So, they concluded, Our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So, the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. And now your majesty issue and sign this law so it cannot be changed an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room, with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied, that decision stands. It is an official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told the king, that man Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled, and he tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your Majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So, at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and seals of his nobles, so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God, whom you serve so faithfully, able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, Long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths, 
so that they would not hurt me, for I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they'd even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and the earth. And he rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. There are so many encouragements in this one story. And while the Sunday School version likely focuses on trusting God in all situations, and of course this is true, The thing that stands out the most to me in this story is Daniel's stance. He stands for God and for truth. In a culture demanding he goes against his faith and his God, he stands. He continues to pray. He continues to put God first and foremost. He does nothing to conceal this fact. He was one of few, if not the only individual who continued to keep his relationship with God first. He knew it could cost him his life, and yet he refused to compromise. Because of his actions and because of his faithfulness, God saw him through it. Daniel was a light in the city of Babylon, representing God and shining light on truth. Literally thrown into the darkest pit with starving lions, he became a light for God. His testimony stirred the heart of the king who gave glory to the only one to whom it was due, God. Because of his life and his stand, Daniel's testimony resulted in a foreign king and all his kingdom declaring the goodness of God. He received the glory. So, as I'm winding down today, I guess I wanted to share this revelation. You may feel exiled. You may feel as though you're living in a foreign land, much like I did in the early years. You may feel alone and unqualified to do anything more than just survive day to day. But I have a word for you. God may have placed you there for this exact purpose. You can be a light in the dark. Your presence may be the thing that changes everything if you let God's light and His truth shine through you in your life. More years have gone by since I moved to this town, and I have since stopped asking, why am I here? Instead, I choose to ask, now that I'm here, how can you use me, God? And I have a feeling that that little question can change the course of your life. If you'd asked me back then if I could imagine speaking words of encouragement to thousands every week, I'd have laughed and said, that can't be true. But thankfully, we have a God who already has a purpose and a plan for our lives. It is only when we step in obedience that He will reveal the desires He has for you, the desires of your own heart. They were there all along planted by the Creator. Today, my prayer is that you'll let God use you. He always works in the unexpected. 
He always qualifies the called, and He always shines through His children. Go out today knowing you, too, can be a light in the dark. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.